Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Okay, Trish. Hey, lady, how are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you this morning? Oh, God, much better than I was a week and a half ago. But you ready to get this started? Because I got to open up the doors on the YouTube side, too. You, you You know I am. Let's hit it. All right, let's go. Okay, you guys, welcome back to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where today we got Trish and myself, I'm Letitia, uh, where we're going to uh, break down the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful. And the only reason that we don't have Keisha is because she had to work today. Oh, Yeah. Now, um, I did do the best and, uh, the, you know, the whole... 2022 year in review and oh my god we had so many struggles with that live last week oh no i'm sorry to hear that well i don't know what was going on but we had signal issues it kept going in and out i mean it was crazy and then i think she was still even though she felt better she was still kind of hoarse but she pushed through it oh wow oh my gosh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and get started with this. Girl, listen, I don't know if you've seen Monday's episode, but it is crazy for the young and the restless. I have not, and I'm looking forward to it now. <laughs> oh, my God. The young and the restless episode for January 9th. Because, see, here's the thing. I heard that a lot of the things were going to be happening next week. I didn't think they were going to just put it all in. <clears throat> in one episode though that's what threw me and i was like whoa 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 so you guys and i'll drop little nuggets here and there in regards to monday's episode for the young and the restless but it's going to be good i can i can say that hey you guys now on the youtube side i have an option if you are open to being able to chat live with us. I actually have a link and I'm only going to pick one person. Hey, Janet. Um, I'm only going to pick one person. So we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to, cause I want to start also, um, maybe every now and then involving one person to talk with us. What do you think, Trish? Well, that sounds like fun. It would be fun. Wouldn't it? All right. Good morning. Freakzilla worldwide. Good morning. Good morning. Um, okay, so you know what? Without further ado, let's go ahead. We're going to uh, unpack the week of January 2nd. Happy New Year to everybody uh, through January 6th. Now, what we normally do, we break down the young and the restless first. Then we do the bold and the beautiful. And then there's two segments at the end. Flip the script. And also, who's going to take a seat this week? So we got a lot to unpack. You ready? Yes, ma'am. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the young and the restless. So, 
for the week of January 2nd through January 6th, 2023, Jeremy Stark demanded that Diane prove her loyalty. Sally confirmed that she was pregnant. Billy and Lily were deeply affected by their first couples therapy session. Abby and Devon decided they wanted to be together. Over Devon's objections, Jill and Lily decided to move forward with the Chancellor Winters IPO. All right, where you want to start at, girl? Well, I mean, we may as well just start where we know the fight's going to be because you know Devon does not want to go forward with that IPO. Yeah, and it gets good even going into next week. I mean, my thing is, and I had this conversation with somebody else as well. You already had a mole in your midst, which you got rid of. Why wouldn't you wait, 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 wait before trying to start it up all over again? Well, and they know better. I mean, Jill didn't just fall off of a turnip truck, and she was around when the same thing happened to Jabot. And so she should know better than to just dive into this kind of thing. And, you know, I've been through a couple of IPOs, and I will tell you, it is uh, not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. And anything can happen. And anything did happen, and it was crazy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, I, if I, I don't even know how, you know, I think Tucker had told Devon, you know, just uncouple uh, the, the Hamilton Winters part of Chancellor Winters. Well, how easy is that too, Letitia? You know, that's not easy to do. You can't just back it out like a car in a parking space. Exactly. I mean, seriously, I mean, once you already been on the attack, <coughs> why would you in a matter of weeks, said, oh, well, okay, we, we diverted that. Let's just go ahead and go, uh, you know, go ahead and go public. Are you stupid? It's so crazy. There's so much, um, there, there's so many things that are happening on the shows right now where please don't think that your audience is ignorant. I mean, we know things mm-hmm. and we've lived lives and, um, you know, I don't know. It just, um, it's almost a little insulting, but I have to laugh because it is a soap. So, <laughs> okay. Um, can you guys hear me on the YouTube side? I see messages in the chat saying that you cannot hear. So, drop. Let me know if you can hear me. All right. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. And then you still got Audra in the mix too. Yep. That's the other thing is that Audra is also in, in this whole thing and she's a mole as well. Yep. Okay. Yeah. She said it sounds robotic. I don't understand what's going on. Okay. Um, darn it. Cause we were having the same issue on Monday when we were doing, you know, uh-huh. Oh, and I'm so not technical about anything. I'm sorry. No okay. Problem. Yeah, that's weird. That is really weird. I, I'm. I know I'm not a robot. <laughs> we are not robots. We <laughs> are humans that happen to watch soaps. <laughs> Girl, you're so funny. <laughs> you are hilarious. Um. <laughs> Okay, so you know what? Hold on one second. Okay, she says she's just getting muffled sounds. 
what let me see what is going on okay just seeing other comments it's not just me i might have to end the stream and restart it on the youtube side i hate that i have to do this i don't know i'm gonna have to contact my platform provider to find out what's going on but that is not cool at all because we were having a good time over here in the past several weeks on both sides so i don't understand why this is happening can you guys hear me if not because i don't want to interrupt the live if if we're back on track okay i'm going to keep talking about the show and then we'll see um but anyway so yeah that whole thing is is just crazy and the interesting thing about next week on monday is devon is about to call it out both tucker and audra well, that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be good. I, I, well, it is. I saw it already, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much Devon is probably done with Tucker at this point. I would hope so. As he should be. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, I mean, obviously Tucker thought he can move under the radar without any flack and people wasn't going to suspect anything. And it's like, come on. And the, the crazy thing is that the ringtone was the one thing that gave the two of them away. Isn't that the, it, I mean, it's the tiniest of little mistakes. Like you're sitting there and you're talking about what you're going to do and you're making all your devious plans. And you say, I'm going to set your ringtone to this so that I know it's you when you call. And then the other person smiles and says, oh, that's a great idea. I'll use the same ringtone so that we know, not realizing that they've just connected themselves. And they're thinking exactly. so tricky. And they're thinking they're so smart. And that's the one kindergarten, fifth grader mistake that gets you busted. And I love it because you think about all of those business intricacies and the strategic brain that it takes to do what they're trying to do and then to mm -hmm. club up with a ringtone classic and i know the littlest thing can get you busted yep that's the crazy thing about that and, and it's just so unfortunate that um they weren't smart enough to just turn off and silence their phones Exactly. It um, it actually reminded me. Did you ever watch One Adam Twelve? Girl, that was so long ago. <laughs> so there was one of the shows where the cops caught the woman um, robber because mm -hmm. the one of the cops was married and his wife wore wigs, and mm -hmm. the robber wore wigs, and she forgot to refluff her hair after she threw the wig in the trash at the bus stop, and mm -hmm. they caught her because he recognized wig hair. <laughs> wow i mean it's the simplest little things that crooks don't think of wow i mean seriously it could be the smallest little thing to just blow up everything yep and in this case it was the ringtone that both audra and tucker had and devon is like you know what that's suspicious i mean what are the chances of the two of them having the exact same ringtone. Only if it was planned. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it blew up in their faces. But it was good for Devon to actually, um, you know, pretty much say, you know what? I don't know. This don't sit well with me. Let me just go ahead and check into this. 
And he did. You know, so I thought that was pretty cool. I really, um, I like how the writers actually construe that because he was, hey, both Audra and um, Tucker thought that they could just, you know, roll up under the radar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, well. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I'm, I can't wait for it to crash because Tucker is just so confident and so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just uh, lackadaisical about all of this. Yeah, yeah, and and it's, the thing is, I, okay, so Tucker's plan was to run either Chancellor Winters by taking over it with Devon, right? Yep. Or get with uh, Ashley and then turn around and run a company with her. Yes. And neither one of them wants to work with him at this point. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Here's the Monday episode is so good. I got to give it to him. I I had lost kind of, you know, I was going through day by day, you know, some stuff is interesting, but they kicked butt on Monday. Oh man, I can't wait. And the thing is, is Ashley is there to witness all of it from Devon. So she finds out that Tucker's still crap. Well, here's the thing. She goes over because she's pissed off at Jack and Diane because Diana's at the house as usual, right? Yep. She goes to visit Tucker, sleeps with Tucker. <laughs> he goes in the shower, which gives her opportunity to go check through his stuff. Uh-huh. And she found documentation on Chancellor Winters. She found documentation on a company that he was going to try to build with Ashley. And now she doesn't trust him. And then to put the icing on the cake, Devon shows up and (laughs) blow up his world. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So now he's lost Ashley because she walked out on him. And Devon and Dominic is off limits now. How exciting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and so but it gets it gets worse <clears throat> oh no he teams up with your girl Phyllis <gasps> oh my god Monday is crazy you know- and the thing is is that Phyllis is pissed off because she catches Diane and Jack kissing oh. at the Abbott mansion disgusting girl is i was too through i said oh yeah this is good this is good oh my I, gosh so and i'm glad that they put some life back into the young and the restless i mean because for the most part we've been dealing with this whole sally thing and nick keep popping up and adam is groveling and you know, and you know that that whole thing never had to be because Everybody knew exactly what all the fans wanted. We were all, well, mo- the majority of people were saying how hot they were for Sally mm-hmm. and Adam. And they mm-hmm. just really, quite frankly, they ruined the entire storyline with what they did because they took the wind out of everybody's sails. And now the baby. And now the baby. And the crazy thing is you see what Sally did yesterday, right? Yep. You know what she's trying to do, right? Yep. 
So she's only a matter of probably because her last period was November 14th. So she's probably about a good six weeks pregnant, right? Yep. So she figured it's so early enough. Let me sleep with Nick today. So then I can say, oh my God, Nick, I'm pregnant. He's going to believe it because he just slept with her. But didn't they sleep together after she and Adam did? That's the problem. And see, that's why she's at a loss because she slept with both Adam and Nick in the same week, which was the week of December 5th. Right, right. So, I mean, I am i don't know. Sleeping with him now doesn't really have any matter unless she's going to try to make it look like the kid came early. Well, that's the thing. It's going to be a matter of weeks. And it's different, like, just say, for example... You know, she got pregnant around the second week of, or the first or the second week of December, right? Uh-huh. But then she stopped sleeping with Nick, and then at the beginning of February, she sleeps with him. You're talking about a good two, almost three months, right? Yes. Whereas her being in a matter of, what, two? Because I would say she probably conceived around the time she slept with Adam, because usually... Your ovulation usually is like 14, 10 to 14 days after your last, the beginning of your last menstrual cycle, yes. right? So if her last uh, period was November 14th, two weeks from that would put her the first week of December. Yes. And she slept with both of both them of that them. week. Yeah, day after day, yeah. And she admitted that she did not use protection. Yeah. And then she admitted that she skipped a couple of her birth control pills. Yes. So now Bad combination. Now here's the thing. Yesterday was what January 6th, right? Mm -hmm. So they're four weeks off from where she actually slept with Adam. Right. He could technically, if Nick is not paying attention or the baby comes a month early, it really wouldn't raise suspicion. I'm not in agreements at all. I don't like when women do this type of thing. No, I don't. <laughs> so no, let me I, just put I that don't. out there. You don't play with lives like that. No, no, no. I've never been a fan of putting a baby guy that is not the father because Absolutely. you're trying to control the situation. Never a fan of that. But in this soap world that we're talking about, this is looking exactly what... Um, uh, Sally is trying to do, which is why Victor warned her to say, you haven't changed. Yes. Because she tried to pull the whole scam with faking being sick just to get back with Wyatt on the Bold and the Beautiful. You know, that whole thing almost costing Liam. Liam chose to be in that situation while married to Steffi end up in that building almost under rocks with Sally. Because of Bill. Because of Bill, right. Because Bill, he did make the, the crazy decision to blow up the stupid building. But the thing is, is that Liam didn't have to follow her in there or tell her to get the French toast out of there, right? No, he did not. He, he absolutely made that choice. Yeah, and then all of the other stuff that she pulled. I mean, that whole scam at Forrester with her being sick, she had other Foresters doing her designing. Yep. That's how bad it was. Then come to General City, the whole thing with Summer and Kyle and Theo and Jack and Lauren and the dress and all this old kind of stuff. That stuff just don't go away overnight just because you decide to, to date Nick Nicholas, the, go, the golden boy. Right. 
And sure enough, here we go again. She's pulling the same little scam. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I don't know why they're making her do this because to me, if you, both men know she was with both men. So if you're pregnant, you're pregnant. And right. if you're going to keep the baby, then why not just sit both men down and say, That's what I say. I'm pregnant and it's one of yours. And I don't know whose it is. And you both know I don't know whose it is because you both know that I slept with both of you. Right. The worst decision I made in my life, but I did. And now here we are. There's a baby and your brothers. So we got to get a DNA test as soon as we can. Girl, listen, that's what you call taking accountability. Yes. And I know it's a soap, but wouldn't it be nice to see what would happen if we actually played a storyline out like that? We've never been able to. Never been able to see it. I mean, out of all of the who's the baby daddy storylines that we've had on both of these soaps it never played out like that no and i said the exact when i was watching this yesterday these what you just said trish is the mm-hmm. exact same thing that i was saying i'm like why don't you just sit these dudes down and talk to them well yeah can you imagine the scenes where the where both guys are out shopping for the baby for stuff because they think it's theirs until they find out who it is and they run into each other and they're they're having like bitter comical arguments about no, it's going to be this color room or no, it's going to be, you know, it would be so, it would actually be funny. Here's the interesting thing, Trish. If, and if Sally hasn't done her history, there's one marker that differentiate both Adam and Nicholas, even though they're biologically yeah. The thing is, and Chelsea tried to pull this off with Dylan and it blew up in her face. Connor had a hereditary eye degeneration condition. Hope had it. Adam's mom had it. Adam had it. Connor had it. So while she wants to play these games. She doesn't know. She don't realize that in Adam's family is a rare eye condition. And, you know, if they make Chloe get involved and change something, that's going to be even worse because Chloe knows about the eye condition. Exactly. Exactly. And my thing is, it blew, Chelsea tried to pull the same thing when she tried to pass that baby off as Dylan's. Yep. And when that baby came back having that eye, and she knew she slept with Adam. Yes, she did. Just and she tried saying. to pass it off as Dylan. And when that boy, when Connor was born and he started having all that eye condition that only is hereditary, that blew everything up. <coughs> exactly. So, Sally, you can play that game all you want. Because here's the thing. Nick knows that, too. Nick knows that's not in Nikki and, and Victor's side of the family. That, exactly. He watched that show. <laughs> <laughs> When they come back, you saw and tell that episode. <laughs> exactly. When they come back and tell her that, um, ma'am, we need to tell you something, but it looked like your child has, what is it called? It's, I, I used to could say that all the time because I think I said it on one of the, oh, God. Ocular, it's, macroocular degeneration or something? I don't know. I forgot. Hold on. You know, it's going to I might have just made that up, Letitia. <laughs> I know. Adam <laughs> Newman's. <laughs> I condition. I forgot the name. I used to say it. Um, shoot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam over here is Dylan's 
Chelsea's new husband tell Billy about the fact that Connor has an eye disorder that inherited from Satin the family. He never had it. Um, darn it. It's, what, what, what is it? Retina, it's retina pigmentosa or something like that. Retinitis pigmentosa. That's what okay. it is. And so, and it's, it blinds you, which is, you know, of course, uh, Adam's mom, Hope, was blind. Right. And I remember the, uh, the original Adam was giving shots in his eyes. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, keep playing, Sally, because here's the thing. Somebody posted that um, at, uh, Nick and Sharon is supposed to be getting back together down the line in 2023. And the reason being is because Nick is going to find out about the shocker of the baby. Now, the question is, what's the shocker? Is it going to come out that the baby is older than what Sally told them? Or is this eye condition going to pop back up? Yeah. And why would you be surprised? Yeah. But that's the the only surprise I could see is if someone messed with the test and then someone fixed the test. What do you mean by saying that the test that the baby doesn't have an eye disease? Yeah, like say the baby really is Nick's and say someone says it's Adams mm-hmm. or say it's really Adams and someone says it's really Nick's. The only surprise would be if whoever said it said it wrong on purpose because they both know that they slept with her. Yeah, I mean it could go either way. They could play it. Could. it. They could play it where it's Nick's kid and then somebody make up a lie to push it toward Adam. But the way that the storyline is going in this moment, Sally is trying to push that baby toward Nick. Yeah. And it sucks because, and then she was so rude to Adam. Adam was just trying to figure out, are you okay? How are you doing? What is your angle? What do you want from me? What are you trying to do? And I'm like, girl, stop. Yeah, you can't blame her though after what he did. Yeah, well, you know we can't go back to 2022 because, hey, listen, you y'all know you and Tr- and and Keisha know that both Sally knew exactly what this was. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. She knew. She only got cuckoo in the head after Chloe kept telling her, "Oh, you shouldn't be doing this. Oh, she shouldn't be doing that." She knew Adam left that company. Because of Victoria. Yeah. And to put her in the, her dream job. Adam did that. So I I, I give her no grace for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I got to give her the grace for the broken heart. Because he did. He broke her. He broke her? Yeah, he did. Yeah, she had the opportunity to walk away. She yeah. should have walked. She did. And she ended up. You know, that heart. That heart's in there screaming, do what I say. And the brain's going, no, run. And the heart's going, no, do what I say. And the brain goes, okay. I don't know if you ever heard this term probably on social media. You should facts over feelings. It is what it is. But (laughs) the heart doesn't listen to that. Yeah, I know. But sadly. You're so funny, girl. Well, I mean, Um, there'd be a lot less hurt in the world if it did, but it doesn't. Yeah, and that's the thing is that Adam, she just slept with Adam that day. And then he walked away. And then she... What? Why did they even sleep together? To me, that whole... That was like, okay, we're going to do this this one last time to see if there's anything still here, but we're not feeling it. 
So we're going to check and see if we don't <clears> feel <throat> it, but we're not feeling it. But I'm not talking it. about that sex scene. I'm talking oh. about sex scene right before Adam enacted his plan of stepping down as CEO from Newman. Oh, yeah, that was unbelievable. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my thing is, is that, um, hold on, Gina. Okay. I got a poster. I will upload. I'm gonna because I can upload this as a video on the YouTube because they're asking, Where are you? Well, oh, we no, they don't hear you. Us, mm -mm. I'll upload the podcast, or um, I'm gonna invite Jenna. You can chat live if you like. I can send you the link. Jenna is, yeah, she's a she's a diehard fan. So I would let her in over here with us if she wants. Excellent. But I'll see if she wants the link. Look at there, and of course, you have you ever uh, got upset with your autocorrect because of the fact that it changes things when you don't want to. Yes, I absolutely have gotten upset with my autocorrect. <laughs> and 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 I and then I yell at it like it's going to, you know, say, Oh, sorry, okay. Mm-hmm. But it never does. Yeah, exactly. All right. So yeah, I'm talking about the time that they slept together because they slept together and then Adam decided to sneak out of the bed and decide to put this plan in place to prove to Victoria and Nick that he was no longer attached to Sally. Which is I, so stupid because mm -hmm. they have all had, mm -hmm. they've all been in relationships that, you know, Victor didn't approve of and wanted them done with. And I mean, none of them has a right to have any judgment or say anything to Adam about his relationships to me. Yeah. I, hey, I agree with you. On but that. I mean, it wouldn't be a soap if people didn't get in other people's business. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but this week, then we had the whole conversation uh, with Victor showing up at Jabot mm -hmm. trying to talk about, Oh, you know, I came by Jabot just to see if we could see Connor more. I'm like, you could have made a phone call for that. Right. And what do you, I mean, like, does Wisconsin have grandparents' rights? <laughs> Visitation rights? There's only a few states that have that. Well, here's my thing. I already thought that Connor was hanging out over there anyway. I did too. So I don't understand. He act like Connor's just been gone. Now, I will say he has been hanging out with Chelsea. Since, you know, the whole thing that she was going through. But that doesn't mean that she don't like, he don't like his grandparents anymore. I mean, he act like that whole conversation made Victor look like a big baby. Uh-huh. And then the other thing is, he don't want him working at Jabot. Uh-uh. No, he wants him to do what he wants him to do. When he wants him to do it, well, how is it done? Well, it's about to get ugly. Yeah. Because... Um, but in the next upcoming week or so, Victor is going to team up with Kyle to oust Adam from Jabot. Wow. So this man gets the CEO job. He's not bothering anybody. He's coming to visit you at Christmas. He's letting your, your, mm -hmm. your grandson see you. 
but it's not enough. So he's like, okay, if you don't work for me, you can't work for nobody. That's, that's that just sounds like a toxic relationship. Absolutely toxic. So you'd rather this man have no job, be out on the street because he didn't want to work for you. Because then he might get desperate and need to come back to work for daddy. But here's my thing. Victoria don't want him there. I don't oh, understand don't why Victor won't tell Victoria because he keeps coming up in Adam's face about this. The yep. problem is not Adam, it's Victoria. No. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Adam does goad Victoria and Adam did try to kill the whole family by <clears> trying to blow the building up. Um, and Victoria's never done anything like that, but she she definitely has a hand in this. And this whole recent situation of the fact of them trying to, because when, when he was working over at Newman Media, because I hear what you're saying about the whole thing before, but the, Adam is also the same man that tried to keep gains away from her wedding. Yep. He, he was in Tuscany trying to help Ashlyn and her get together last year yep. so their wedding go without a hitch. Yep. He that tried. Man was by her side through that whole process, and then you turn around and then you get your seat back. Mm -hmm. He the one paid the the guy to get the French toast out of town. Yep. He was about to leave until you decide to go up in there and play games. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you turn around and don't want him working at the company. Man, I, I don't blame Adam for wanting to walk away from that. I don't either. And then your brother's wishy-washy. When he's mad at daddy, then he's Adam's friend. Right. When him and Adam, when Adam, when uh, Nick and, and Victor and, and Victoria are all in a good space, then it's, oh, Adam is a horrible person. Ain't nobody got time for that man riding the no. no, that's, you just uh, flip-flopping all day. And then at the same time, you know that I'm going through something with my current girlfriend, but then I'm going to interject myself in that. Oh, uh, yeah. That yeah, if I was Adam, I wouldn't want no parts of that nonsense. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It'd be for sure no contact. <laughs> I mean, Adam done some bad things, but he also has come, he came in and helped Nicholas, especially his daughter. Dude is missing an organ, for God's sakes. Exactly. You know, and then the same thing with Ashlyn. And it's like, so, so what? We don't care. Okay, cool. Peace out. Yep. Anywho, but yeah, this whole that whole conversation with um, with uh, Victor and Adam, it's like, and he, I will say, Adam said, "You probably wish I had to stay with Sally because now you don't want the Golden Boy with her." Yeah. Yep, that's exactly. <laughs> that was. Good. I had to laugh. <laughs> I had to laugh. <laughs> I had to laugh at that one. That was too funny. Oh gosh, yeah, it, it was funny. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Okay, let's talk about Billy and Lily. Oh, God, the train wreck is over. Listen, <laughs> they wanted to get back together on Tuesday, and by Friday, they were broken up. Well, I guess the questions that the therapist was asking, like, you know, what do you have in common that you, other than your work, that you could be passionate about when they started answering the the questions i guess they figured that um they didn't really have anything in common so i don't know mm -hmm. crazy yeah i mean for sure right i mean it, it's just 
it, it, we saw the writing on the wall probably as far back as the podcast that him and Chelsea had. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, okay, Gina wants to get in. Hold on, let me give her this link too. Cool. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay, so let me paste the link. Hopefully she can click on it. Okay, cool. We'll see if she pops in. She probably have to download the app, but maybe not. If she pops in, we'll see. Great. Jenna calls me a um a Phyllis hater. <laughs> Oh, I don't think you hate Phyllis. I think you you put her feet to the fire and you hold her to task, whereas I tend to give her a few passes. <laughs> yeah, the, listen, she called me. Well, we was in the comment section going back and forth. What was that, Thursday? Because I was talking, because Phyllis was whining and crying over at Crimson Lights. And so she... um I was going back and forth. She got to hold herself accountable, blah, blah, blah. She's been gaslighting Summer. She won't. I mean, granted, Diane calls some of this stuff, but she got to take accountability to stuff that she caused to bring and start the town. <laughs> she called me a Phyllis hater. Well, we were at the end of it. We was like, oh, it's all in good soap fun, but it's just funny. It is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so back to Billy and Lily. So... Um, yeah, that whole thing was falling apart way back when. I mean, I honestly, okay, because remember, what did what, what were they running? Chance come together. Remember? Uh huh. Yep. And then with this whole thing with Adam and Victor, and Ashlyn, that because they bought Cyaxeries back or whatever. I like that name. I've never heard it. That's a good company name. Can you imagine a company called Cyaxeries? No, it's not like a tech company. But I couldn't imagine being the person who had to answer the like in the days of actually answering the phones. Good morning, Cyaxeries. Cyaxeries. Hello, can I help you? I can say it. And they're like, "Good morning. This is Cyaxeries Corporation. How can I help you?" Oh my god. Oh my gosh. That's a mouthful like those, you know, the joke law firm called Dewey Cheatham and How. Well, yeah, exactly. Dewey Cheatham and How. Was um, that, who was that? Uh that originally that that the joke? It had to be somebody from the twenties or thirties, I think. Was that the that was the three stooges? Was it the three stooges? Yeah. <laughs> that was the three stooges. That was hilarious. Dewey Cheatham and How. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. But um yeah, so when that whole thing imploded at Chancecom and then Jill offered uh Lily to run Chancellor. Yeah. Billy did not want to be in that. He did not be and wanted to be in a corporate role. He didn't. And he was do he was flourishing in the podcast, but then it was like, okay, I'm done. Well, the thing is, is that he wasn't being honest with himself because he's, no. he went along with what would made um, Lily happy. And Lily got a little passive aggressive at times, too. Well, and, you know, she did that for a reason because he wouldn't be honest with her and she mm-hmm. feel it and she knew it. And she kept pushing him to tell the truth, tell the truth. And he he's still to this day, even though he doesn't work there anymore, he still hasn't said, you know, I should have stayed with the podcast. 
Yeah, he should have because that's where his passion was. Yeah. You know, and so, but my thing is, anytime you have to beg somebody to do anything, it's not that is your exactly that's your cue to just say, you know what, you really don't want this, right? And when Lily was begging him, please, I need you be my COO, and Billy is like, I'm not really in the corporate thing, and blah blah blah. Oh, please, great, it'll be so. Oh, can't you just see it? We'll be together, yep. working together all day, and then we'll be here together all night. You see how that went? Yeah, poof. Poof. Smoke. That's why she should have just left that dude alone. Yep. Let him be, but I think she wanted to keep tabs on him because she really is a wild card. Say it again. Say it again, Trish. Uh, she knew he was a wild card. Yep. They all did, Phyllis. Knew that. Victoria knew that. I don't know. Is that's why when you see a person for who who that Maya Angelou, when you see that, believe them. When yeah, when someone them. shows you who they are, believe them. Yep, exactly. So you can't change people. People have to want to change themselves. And Billy want to be Billy. Hey, yeah, he hasn't changed for anybody yet. And if he has, it's only been for a short time. And well, crazy- I will say he's mm-hmm. not gambling and he's not, you know, dr- right. drinking or anything. So that's a good thing. And yet at the same time, he did manage to find another addiction. And that is being savior king to somebody, whether it's Chelsea or Victoria or whoever it is. He's got to be saving someone. And the thing is, the podcast helped him release all of that. on he Because mm-hmm. remember, before Chelsea came into the picture, yeah. he was just being a one man show. And he was doing well, too. <laughs> And he was doing well, exactly. So now, you know, when you brought Chelsea on board, well, we all know Chelsea was trying to get up under him. Right. And that, that blew up. Ridiculous. You know, I sometimes, you know, as much as we fuss at the storyline, it's the writers behind it. Because it's like, why did you do that? That girl had a, a lucrative career. Yep. She was in fashion design. She was, I mean, Adam saved a position for her to come back after she came from uh, Minnesota or whatever, which, of course, Melissa Claire Egan was pregnant at the time. Yeah. And once she delivered a baby, got off of maternity leave, it brought Chelsea back to the show, supposedly working at Newman Media. Yeah. Of course, then Sally was there and Chloe, but... I thought that to me, I thought that was the dumbest thing ever because none of them like you, not Sally per se, mm-hmm. but Chloe all, it was like, why would you hire this person who can't stand you and put a bullet in your gut? Yeah. Did you not think that eventually that Chloe was going to turn on you? Yeah. And she was the mouthpiece between both those women. Yep. She was either telling Chelsea something about Adam or she was telling Sally something about Adam. She sure was. That was the worst business move I think Adam could have made by bringing, bringing Chloe in there. Yeah. You know, now, you know, if he wanted to save a position when she got back to town, all he had to do is say, hey, look, I want you to do A, B, C, and D, blah, blah, blah. It's just it just didn't make sense, and it ended. I'm not. I'm I'm glad that they brought awareness to mental health, 
which is why they put Chelsea in that direction toward the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I, I just... That whole thing was just so weird at Newman Media. It, it that it's just jacked up to me. <laughs> I agree. There was a lot of, a lot of what you know, a lot of well that wouldn't really have happened that way. And but again, I mean, it's a soap. We could you know dissect it all day, but <laughs> right. And then you know, going back to the whole Billy Lilly thing. I mean, he became so consumed because Billy is what Chelsea was going through. Remember that whole out of body. Yep. Experience that Victoria helped him out of in yep. in the cabin or whatever in the woods or something. Yeah. So a part of him connects to Chelsea through that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean I get that <laughs> and still ugh, I just don't like them together at all. Yeah, I don't who Chelsea and uh and Billy, well, yeah. they're probably going to go that direction. Now I know Billy and I Billy know. are done. I just think it's so. I, I just, I mean, we know what Chelsea did to him when they first met, and whether it was a man that did that to a woman, or a woman that did that to a man, or a man that did it to a man, or a woman did it to a, the person that did that to someone should never somehow come full circle into a relationship. That is so dysfunctional and so unhealthy and so like that's literally like succumbing to your perpetrator gotcha it just makes me sick yeah. but he did say in an article jason thompson did say in an article mm-hmm. that he he knows that this storyline is going to trigger a lot of people one way or the other and it really did it triggered me i have a friend who actually for some reason thought it would be a good idea to to marry her stalker and I mean, here we are years later, but it's just really odd. Yeah, it's, it's a whole different <clears throat> mentality. That's where the whole Stockholm Syndrome comes from. Yeah, out. yeah. It's, uh, and I've seen it close in families where the abused, abused protect or even try to cater to the abuser because they've been psychologically manipulated so deeply. Yep. Yeah, it's very, very heartbreaking. Yep, I've seen it. So, but they eventually, you know, got away from the situation. Thank God. Yes. But it, it also required counseling. After. Oh, absolutely. And I'm so grateful for mental health counseling because many, many people need it. Unfortunately, not everybody takes advantage of it. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> okay. But yeah, it, it the writing was on the wall, especially at Christmas. Billy just blew off Lily. That freaking less than in the cold that new year's eve really ticked me off (laughs) and then at christmas you spend time with your two exes you know i mean you have are you okay trey i'm sorry i took a drink and my drink went down the wrong way Uh (laughs) uh-oh okay all good okay cool um yeah he, he decided to spend time with his two exes you you decide to spend time with Victoria and Chelsea and your arch nemesis Adam at society. He when you have beautiful Lily. Lily, I mean, what is wrong with you? Why didn't you call Lily and say, "Hey, we're over at society"? Because she would have felt included. Bingo. 
And at least, because I, I wouldn't see Lily having a problem being there, you know, even though Victoria and, um, you know, uh, Chelsea was there. She was would have been by kids. Billy's side. Yeah, it's and that was about the kids. That was all Connor wanted to invite Johnny, and Johnny wanted to go. It was about the kids. Exactly. So, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's a wrap. Billy yep. is it's over and I don't know what happened in that counseling session on Friday. They looked like they got hit by a truck in the beginning of their scenes together. They were literally shell shocked. Well, here's my thing. Counseling is work. They only have one session. Right. And then Mm -hmm. they were ready to call it quits. That's what I was saying is that maybe because of all the questions that the, the therapist was asking or the counselor was asking, maybe they just realized that it would be futile efforts because there's nothing else in common. All I can say about couples counseling and from what I've heard <clears throat> and just seeing of, you know, people doing it, you have to get a counselor who is objective, who's going to stay mm-hmm. in the middle and not take sides with one of the right. people. Right. And you got to go, you got to go into coupling couples counseling with an open mind. Because yes. there's things that your significant other is going to say that you might not like, but no, you got to listen. Yep. And then there's things that you're going to say that your significant other got to listen to, too. It's, it's work. Nobody goes to couple counseling thinking like, you know what? We're going to be great. And it's going to be fun. No. No, it's work. Yes, it is work. And even without counseling, relationships work. are work. I mean, for crying exactly. out loud. <clears throat> Exactly, but they didn't even give it a chance. They went in there one day and said it's over. It's too hard. It's too hard. <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah, but you know, it's and then the phone go. rang to to uh, Lily, and there it was, Daniel. Yeah, Daniel is. I don't know. I, I think Lily and Daniel pretty much have had their bite at the apple. I don't really see that connection now. I didn't see a spark at all. And I think it's because this Daniel came back different. Yeah, he's been beaten down, you know. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because he talked about this week about what happened. Yeah, but I think there's got to be something more. Like, we still don't know the details. Because what would you have done? Like, I can see, like, if, okay, a spouse is somewhat jealous of their partner's success when they're not doing well. You know, that could be attributed to human nature, immaturity, um, self-centeredness, narcissism. But what would you have done to your daughter that would have pushed her away? You know, I because I don't know, because I've never um, been I don't know how old to that firsthand ever in real life. You know, I've seen the okay, so parents. I will apart. say sometimes... I will say, without pointing genders or anything like that, sometimes kids are influenced by a parent saying bad things about the other parent. Okay, now that not knowing the full story. Okay, yeah. Because it has come out years later when that kid who's now grown up speak to the parent and get that parent side of the story. Yep they realized that there maybe have been some lies being told. Right. Because somebody, usually when you got two angry parents, there's so much anger there that sometimes the truth 
kind of escapes the conversation. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, it does. When when uh, cooler heads prevail, then you t- tend to be able to think a lot clearly and wa- hopefully watch what you say. Yeah. But a lot of times what can happen is that a parent can influence a child's opinion of the other parent because they're angry at that significant other. That's why I'm a yeah. fan of because I've had these types of conversations, especially, you know, when my kids were younger and with other parents is the relationship that your child have with you and the relationship that that child have with that other parent, you got to get out of the way of that. Absolutely. Now, unless there's physical stuff, any kind of abuse, then, you know, the, the, any type of, yeah, any type of stuff like that. Yeah. You have to, if, if it's you, you, it's two separate relationships now, especially if they, they're not together, right? Yeah. If As long as that there's none of that stuff, you got to let that kid have a relationship with that other parent. They have the right to that. They do. Absolutely agree. That's part of who they are. Now, you might not, as the uh, adult, you might not like that other person for whatever issue. That's between the two of you. That kid is in the middle of both of you, and they love both of you. So, yeah, just so not fair for the kid. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, I can talk about that stuff forever. I do it all the time outside of the soap world. But the thing is, is that in this situation, because mm-hmm. he gave great news to Heather. Yeah. He said, listen, I'm about to head up one of the biggest game industries for Chancellor Wonders, blah, blah, blah. And she spoke, I don't know how old Lucy is in in this stage of the game for the soaps. Yeah. But she said, Lucy's not ready. Ready for what? Ready for what? Exactly. What does that mean? Why not stay out of that? Let her know. She should have said, oh, okay, I'll let Lucy know. And then if she wants to talk, I'll let, you know, do whatever. But she spoke for her. So, you know, I don't know. I I just, me, I'm different when it comes to that whole child-parent dynamic. I've seen the heartache that comes from that. I just did not, I wasn't cool with that part. Pretty controlling. And I do remember Heather's character was extremely Mm self-righteous. And I mean, Paul's daughter, what are you going to expect? You know, very self-righteous, very... um, I'm a lawyer, so my opinion is the right opinion, and I've got my textbooks to back me up kind of personality. I never understood how they put Daniel and Heather together in the first place because her character was so <clears throat> not that type, not his. Yeah, type. yeah. Um, but they did, and here we are later. So, but I think you're right. I think um, to just speak for the kid, because I want to say I put money on it that that kid is, is going to be aged to like between 10 and 13. Yeah, I think so too. That is the age where you're talking to your kid, you know, I mean, the kid's not stupid. Show some respect to your children too. Right. You know, I mean, it's one thing if it's a, I wouldn't think that a two or three year old will be interested in the fact that he's. An IPO, we no, don't know what just with, daddy, right? She just he, you know what I'm saying, right? But for her to say, Well, Lucy's not ready, ready uh, 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 now, let's flip it a little bit because we're speaking from that side, yes. Unless there are some things that we don't know, and this is not the full story, right? 
What else did Dan do that we didn't know? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I want because I know I don't want to sound sound polarizing, right? To the audience. There could be a flip side to this that we don't know what else Daniel did. Exactly. So that could be, yeah. So we'll have to see it. I mean, they're pushing him to Lily because him and Lily is going to have some some time. Not a lot of time on Monday. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, because of the breakup and then the expose of Audra, because Lily fires Audra immediately on Monday. Oh, awesome. I love it. Oh, girl, you're going to enjoy Monday. I can't wait. Um, so between finding out that she had not only one mole, but two, and then the breakup of Billy, it's going to now have her in a very vulnerable situation where she's going to have to talk to somebody. And that one person that she's going to be able to talk to right now is Daniel. Yeah, because they have the history. It's true. Yeah, but I just, I can't get the, I think they, because they're older now, I just don't see the connection there. When they were kids, it was fun and cool. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I now, do. I just don't see it. No, there's no spark at all. It's like, um, it would be better if. Sally hadn't been pregnant and maybe they would have tried something with him and Sally, but I don't see the spark there with, um, with Lily at all. Nope. 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 Um, okay. So we also saw this week that Danny and that conversation <clears throat> conversation with cricket. What did you think about that? Well, I mean, so in that conversation, she, everyone on, on threads are saying like Danny and cricket reunite. Well, she just said she and Paul were doing great. They just got back from some trip. Is that going to be a lie? Well, here's the thing. That's what they have put in the spoilers. And I usually trust SOD. Um, cause SOD has connections with, you know, different things that the producers give them. Some, what I'm learning is, is that sometimes, they give them things to throw us off because the way that they framed it was that she was going to leave with him. Hmm. And then what we saw was something totally different. Now, does that entice people? I don't want to call it false advertising because I think SOD is awesome. They really give to the point spoilers. So I don't think it's their fault. They do use the right words. Right, they use certain words to yeah. kind of frame your thinking. That's why I usually, when I see the spoilers, because I do them, you know, I post them on the weekends and stuff like that, I will say that I look for it to play out. So, like, when they said, um, what was the spoiler for this week? See, one spoiler that, th- and I'll t- uh, well, I'll give you one spoiler that went left. There was a spoiler that came out saying that on Friday for the Bold and the Beautiful, there was going to be an unexpected couple kiss. And all of... Huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry. And all across social media, I didn't report it because I'm like, I don't know. I try to be as... have as much integrity as possible because I don't like... You know how they have these old outlandish videos about stuff that don't make sense? I don't do that type of thing. And so, 
when I saw that, I'm like, I'm going to just sit back and wait on that one. I'm not going to yeah. even talk about that. However, other vlogs and bloggers did. And so they tried to say that it was going to be Taylor and Brooke. Which, you know, I mean, come on, people. Get real. These are two straight women aren't going to just kiss out of the blue. There's, I mean, there's no indication that they're bi. There's no indication that they're lesbians. And no, and quite frankly, if they were, they'd be a beautiful couple, but they're not. Oh, so you, did you see all that across? I Facebook? saw that too. And it just, I was just, I rolled my eyes. I was like, this is just so stupid because two I, lifelong straight women that have never, ever, ever, ever had any tiny single word hint direction toward being a lesbian has never been shown. And I get it that it takes a long time for some people to come out. Um, and you know, that's of course everyone's individual prerogative, but in this storyline, these two characters are straight. And so it just kind of annoyed me and it made me feel that people were making light of the real opportunity to have a, a gay or lesbian relationship on a soap opera. And I've seen some of the things that people have posted about Mariah and Tessa along the way. And I just think that that was just a tasteless rumor to throw out there. It was a use. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't touch that one with a 10 foot pole. I, you know, I saw it last weekend when I was doing my spoilers for this past week and mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to just let it play out. I, I, I was thinking like, who is it referring to? And what it ended up being was Katie and, and Carter. Exactly, exactly. And quite frankly, with the state of the world, um, the LGBTQIA community didn't really need that kind of a rumor going around, even if it was for a soap story, you know? Yeah, it was It was pretty... I didn't care for it. To leave. And I think a lot of people went there because of the fact that when we saw them hugging the week before, they were talking about how good they feel in each other's arms. and uh, Because this whole time they could have been sisters. Right. They could have been friends. Then, they could have been confidants. But and, they weren't because of a man. And then they turn around and say how we don't need men in our lives and things like that. So a lot of people kind of, and when that whole leak of the storyline about Friday's episode was like an unexpected couple will kiss, it just went there at all of the speculations. All well, and of some the of the comments were, I mean, it was, there was some really bigoted things that were being said. And I just, I just was, I was, uh, um, try to steer clear of that. I, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I worry about my, 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 uh, inner peace. I, I just stay away from you just have to, you just have like to leave that. the page because it just makes me sick. Just stop with the, Stop with the hate. No hate. There was a campaign that a lot of the soap stars participated in years back, and it was the no hate campaign where they put the no and then the H and then the eight sideways, and it was no hate campaign with the tech. Remember the duct tape over their mouth? And yeah. um, that I, I should have just posted a reminder of that. But I, I mean, I don't know. I just think people feel free to spew stuff online when you don't have to be accountable for it. Yeah, well, let's kind of switch gears because of the fact that there was a whole lot of kissing and loving with one couple, and that was Devon and Abby. That was a lot. Yeah, they're really trying to sell this couple. So did you see more chemistry this time? I just, I don't, I, 
Not me. I'm sorry. See, I didn't. I wanted to, but I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I, and they're giving them the sensuality and the music and being on the couch and and you you can tell that they're really trying to sell this couple. Yeah. But they're, I mean, I just see two friends who are lost right now. Yeah, that's it. I don't, I just don't. I mean, even, I don't know. I'm going to tell you, you and I, we're tall, right? Yes, yes. I'm 5'10". What are you, 5'11"? Uh, right under 5'11", yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> and oh, I don't, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> Well, I will just tell you this, and this is only the opinion of Trish. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of insecurities growing up being taller I, I agree. than everybody for a long time, from like ninth grade on. Mm -hmm. And in college, people said, oh, it'll be different in college. There's a lot, you know, they, men take their growth spurt, blah, blah, blah. You know, there will be more tall men in college. So when I went off to college, in my mind, you know, I'm thinking I'm, gonna date a tall man that's taller than me i don't want to be the big girl it had mm -hmm. nothing to do my decision and it was a decision and i actually had on air when i was a dj my fellow dj asked me if i would ever before we right it wasn't on air it was right before we were going on air and he looked over at me and he said trish would you ever consider dating a man shorter than you and i said no without hesitation. And it mm -hmm. wasn't because of the men who are shorter than me. It's because I am this tall woman and I don't want to look like the jolly green giant or a huge human next to someone. I wanted that scale. That's mm -hmm. just me. That's my own insecurities. Um, mm -hmm. but when you, when you say that I completely get it. I, as a tall woman, myself and my brain is is most comfortable dating someone that I either see eye to eye to, or I look up at. And if I wear, how tall is your husband? Six, three. I figured as much. Yeah. I, I figured as much. I mean, and there I are beautiful men out there who are five feet tall, five, seven, five, four, five, nine, beautiful, beautiful, sensual, gorgeous, intelligent men. But my own insecurities are mine. And that's just me. Yeah, I get it. Um, when I was married, uh, he was six one. Uh-huh. And you know, as you guys know that he passed on, actually it'll be ten years coming up next Wednesday. Oh, um yes. Um anybody that I dated after that is usually been six three, six four, six five. Yep. Now in this particular case, I think maybe what they're trying to do is to say it's about how you feel about the person versus it is and there's nothing wrong with that because i do know couples where the guy may be a little bit shorter Same. i mean i will say i have dated somebody that was five nine yeah and we were and we're still friends to this day even though we're not in a relationship but you know they're great people of all heights all shapes and sizes, and and again, my stuff is my stuff, and it has nothing to do with anyone. Do with else. anybody else? Exactly. Not intended to hurt or insult anyone else. It's my own insecurities of what I have. And I actually looked up both Brighton James and um, Melissa Orway, and they're actually the same height. They're actually both five eight. I think 
Melissa Orway wear heels. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, and they're like four inch heels. Right. She she like her heels. And when she put on, when you're five eight and you put on heels, that puts you close to six feet. I did think she was our height. Yeah, actually, she's only five eight. I mean, for a girl, that's that's still up there. Yeah, I think M uh, Michelle Stafford's five nine. Yeah, Michelle is tall too. And Eileen Davidson is tall. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And like a, uh, Elizabeth Hendrickson, who plays Chloe, she's tiny and petite. Yes, she is. <clears throat> Let me see. How tall is Michelle Stafford? Height. Michelle Stafford is 5'8", actually. Oh, wow. I thought she, somewhere I'd read she was Sharon five. is 5'7". Yeah, so Melissa Claire Egan is 5'3". Yeah, I have a sister who's 5'3". Hmm. I actually, I thought, I would have thought that Michelle, maybe Michelle wear a lot of heels too. Yes, she does. She does. She does. So that'll definitely put her closer to six feet. Yeah. Anywho, I know we got off. But oh they're gosh, really that's okay. To... They're, they're just all beautiful people. Yeah. I'm chemistry there with Abby and Devon, even though they're trying to do the little sex scenes, they give more energy to their sex scenes than anybody on that show. They were having a good scene. Yeah, the scene was good, but I just, those two, they just like good friends. I know. And it's, I mean, I don't, it's not that good friends can't become lovers. Right, right. It just looked it, like a plug. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's like friends with benefits. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but anyway, I know somebody might differ and say, hey, I think they're hot. Okay, yeah, cool. they absolutely, I mean, they're both beautiful people. All right, we got one other storyline we need to talk about before going over to Bold. And um, the whole thing, and I, I we kind of touched on this a little bit. No, we didn't. Did we talk about Stark? We didn't talk about Kyle, Summer, Diane, okay. Jack, or Stark yet. Okay, wow. All right. Yeah, and so, I'm so annoyed with this whole Diane thing. It's just annoying. Oh, of course, we know that. Trish. Huh? Wah, wah. Trish is <laughs> not a fan of Diane Jenkins. No, I do. I am a fan. I love to hate her. <clears throat> I, I love Susan Walters. And what I don't like is that Jack is going down the rabbit hole. He's going in the deep end now, especially with this whole proven to Jeremy Stark her loyalty by stealing from Nikki Newman. This is just absolute ridiculousness. Jack should know better not to mess with Victor Newman's wife. I mean, seriously, seriously. Oh, girl, I was I was done at that point. You know, I'm like, yeah, she want to try to get with her son. And but this whole thing with Jeremy not believing her, dude, you just got out of jail. Yep. You need to be worried about going back because one called over your parole officer. You're done. Exactly. So why they even plan into this? Like, oh, I need to prove to you to get it. He ain't going nowhere. If the man wanted to leave, he would leave. Well, and not only that, if she stole his money, Jack offered him in the money and he didn't take the money or he has the money, but he has, hasn't. He, well, he still he got, a, what has he got? Half a million dollars already? Yeah. He didn't give it back yet. He told Jack that he did not want the money thing. 
He wants so, Diane, but you didn't get the money back. But yet it, it's all become about Diane. And so, and in the soaps, you know, these stories so often do this where they're so focused on one character. What mm-hmm. makes that character so special? You know what I'm saying? Like, why does that character attract everybody to them? They're not special. Why are you making them so special? So to me, what makes Diane so special that Jack is ready to just forgive everything and act like everything's fabulous because she's back and she said she's trying when there's really been just lie after lie after lie exposed every week um, or every other week. Uh, And then this guy comes out of prison and it's like all about Diane. It's what, what does she have? Some kind of, gold innards that we don't know about is she laying Girl, you're so eggs? funny I mean, what did is you she- said some gold innards i did <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you are hilarious gold innards okay well, i mean you know just what is she what is what is some of these characters what are they supposed to have what's the magic potion that they have that makes everybody so hyper focused on them Girl, I don't know. It, to me, this whole thing is just—it's—it's just spiraling out of control. Totally. Where are they going to go? And you know, Summer and Kyle are going to be screwed over because of this. Because of course. Hmm. So, well, let me ask you this: What about Phyllis guilt tripping Summer? Oh, I love it. You like her guilt tripping her daughter? I actually do. Yeah. Why? Because Summer is just absolutely fallen over backwards for this woman who ruined her mother's life. I mean, I don't care who you're married to. You can't just sit back and be okay with that. Um, It doesn't matter if it was 20 years ago. Uh, There's no way that if you have a good relationship with your mother, if you have a good relationship with your mother and this scenario (laughs) went down, there's not an instance that you would not at the very least listen to your mother and hear what she's saying. Whereas um, Summer has pretty, until she finally admitted what she just admitted, she is basically rolled over for all the, all the stories, all the lies, everything, knowing full well what that woman did to the, the woman that gave birth to her. And what she did to her husband and what she did to Jack. So I am, I'm glad Phyllis is, is doing that with Summer. I think Summer needs to um, have the cobweb shaken out of her brain right now. And get well, don't get too comfortable because, <laughs> <laughs> because Daniel lays the law on Phyllis on her, on his sister being in an impossible position. The problem is Phyllis is making it look like she's helping Diane when technically what this is, is her supporting her husband. Kyle, I've always said this, Kyle is the catalyst in all of this. He absolutely is. But I'm thinking from the perspective of how Phyllis thinks. Well, she'll get chin checked on Monday by her son. And then she's (laughs) going to go back and apologize to her daughter next week. Yeah. And I know you might not like that. No, no, no. I actually, I want their relationship fixed. So Because honestly, she's in an impossible position. She is. I mean, she's, she has a family with Kyle. She has a, uh, her adopted son. 
her husband. Her husband has a very polarizing mother, but so does she. And the thing is, is that Diane is doing things, of course, that is to the detriment of this relationship. Absolutely. So is Phyllis. And that's the thing. If she left well enough alone, stop talking to Talia Morgan and working with her on that, this whole evil coven, as Diane called it, and they've been working on that. And then you go and anonymously bring Stark back to Genoa City. Stay out of that. Then your daughter has nothing to point to. Because if, if Jeremy Stark came to town on his own, that's all on Diane. All of it. <clears throat> well, but and Diane to- going after Nikki, she forgets. Nikki is <laughs> Summer's grandmother. Mm-hmm. So... How are you going to worm your way out of that ridiculous? Oh, you talking about the uh, larceny? Yeah. Yeah, that, that whole thing I don't agree with. That They lost me right there. When she came back to Jack and, and at the coffee house and said, I have to commit a crime to prove to Jeremy that I'm on his side. And Jack was like, okay. I'm like, are you are you stupid or are you stupid? Mind. And then you pick the worst person to go after. Right. Victor Although maybe she wife. did because we know that Victor's security is not good. So <laughs> well, hey, Jack has zero. That's right. the other thing. Jack would have, if this was Victor, Victor got people everywhere. Right. Jack nobody. I know <laughs> because he don't know where his left hand and his right hand is doing, and he's only going by what Diane is telling him. <laughs> you know, so I'm when when she, when he said when she get, she actually brought that to the table to say, "Hey, I need to pick somebody to commit a crime against, so I can prove to Jeremy that I'm this, that, and the third. You about to go to jail for grand larceny, and this dude will be on the street somewhere, right? <laughs> and Jack, you about to be an accomplice to it. No. Girl, I was so dumb. I'm like, I'm over it. I am over this. It's crazy. We find something else to talk about. Absolutely. This this whole rabbit hole is just ridiculous. Well, look like, spoiler alert, because Tucker has lost everything. Um... Phyllis got first row seat of Jack and Diane kissing at the Abbott house. They're about to burn General City down. Yeah, that's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be fun to watch. Now, I don't know if that means that they're going to put, because I've heard speculations over the past couple weeks that both Phyllis and Tucker are supposed to become an item. Oh, I don't know if maybe they misspeculated by being rivals against the town or actually in a romantic relationship, but they are, they will be working together. Interesting. I'm here for that. Yeah, I would definitely watch that. Now, I'm glad that she now, it took Daniel to kind of work this thing out with her daughter because she don't trust Diane. She don't like Diane. She's just going along with her husband. Yeah. But for her to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to fix this relationship. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Because now she has to be like, you know what? I shouldn't did this to you. Exactly. I don't, I, I don't like that whole thing about 
guilt tripping your kids because you're their mom. Not in real life. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't stand that. That's disgusting. But in this, it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, here, yeah. I mean, soap world is different. Okay, and then... Oh yeah, we kind of combined both of those storylines together, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I think we, I think we, we covered everything. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to bowl, girl. All right. Okay. Oh God. You see how we kind of like. Well, I mean, you know, it's like the only thing I can think of right now is that Ozzy Osbourne song "Crazy Train." <laughs> oh, girl, this whole thing is a hot mess. Okay, so. Bill gave <clears throat> Steffi, this is for the week of January 2nd through January 6th on the Bowl of the Beautiful. Bill gave Steffi an ultimatum that could destroy her family, then turn Sheila into the police. Katie hailed Bill as a hero. Steffi questioned whether Bill has changed his mind. Mike and Lee visit Sheila in jail. Bill arranged a jailhouse visit to find out if he and Sheila were for real. What you, where you want to go? I mean, we may as well just jump right into the whole Bill Sheila thing and get it over with because it's insane. <laughs> I mean, I even on one post, somebody had said um, it's not Bill. It's a uh, it's a lookalike. And I was like, well, I mean, maybe if it is Bill, maybe she has him hypnotized. And every time the name Sheila is said, he turns into mush or something. I mean, nothing makes sense. This is so stupid. I'm so I'm just. um I, I guess I'm bothered by the whole storyline. Yeah, the whole thing is just a hot mess. And I know that after November sweeps with the Thomas, CPS, the wedding of Ridge and Taylor, all of that, because the viewership was through the roof in November. They yep. had to come up with something because when that storyline ended, ended, everything just fell flat. It, it did. It truly fell to the floor. Which is the fault of the writers because you have to keep continuity in order to keep your audience interested. And thank you for using the word continuity because no, there is nothing about this storyline that has any continuity. These two characters do not belong together. They should have never been brought together. Bill would have never helped this woman. Um, I don't care how depressed i don't care there the answer is no he would have never ever helped sheila carter it doesn't matter not. emotional state so this whole i'm just um you know if i didn't if i hadn't watched the show since the very beginning and been so invested in this show if i was like a recent viewer like maybe the last three to five years i might stop watching that's how annoyed at this storyline. Well, it should get pretty interesting next week because Sheila Carter's hearing begins. So, I mean, I'm hoping that kind of switches this up. But this whole sick, twisted, out of nowhere romance with Bill. It's just, it, it, it's just, it's too many gaping holes. And they tried to patch a hole up just, on yesterday talking about how Sheila saw him at the bar. He walked to the beach and they talked all night. That's not even duct tape, Letitia. That's scotch tape. I mean. <laughs> that whole thing was just a weak attempt to try to cover up the bad writing 
I mean, it almost makes week. me think that, you know how you have like fish bowls and people pick an option and put the word into that one area of a story and that then they have to go with that part of the story well, that called Mad Libs. Remember Mad Libs? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's how the storyline feels to me. Is yeah. Mad Libs where you put a word in a blank. You have to come up with a noun or an adjective or, you know, whatever. And you fill in the blank and then you read the story and, oh, it's funny because you've asked people for nouns or verbs or what have or adjectives and they've given them to you without knowing what the sentence structure is. And that's the word you have to use. And then you have goofy stories that you're reading back. I feel like that's what this Sheila Bill storyline is. Girl, the whole thorn thing is just absolute Ridiculous. stupidity because we were taught, we were shown two different scenes with both these characters. Yep. For weeks, for yep. weeks, we saw Deacon and Sheila sleeping with each other. And then on the flip side, we saw Bill begging Brooke and Katie. And yep. all of a sudden, they have been, him and Sheila has been together for weeks after they met at the beach and talked all night. Come ridiculous. On. Absolutely ridiculous. Is this um, real? Is this real, Sheila? I, I just rolled my eyes. I was like, I can't I can't believe I'm and, and, and we're supposed to believe that they have been sexing each other after she was already sexing Bill. I mean sexing Deacon. And, right. And two, I mean just the just the there's no way this, there, no, it's just, this whole thing is just a no. It's, I feel like Simon Cowell, it's a no for me. Girl, I don't know. I mean, it's almost like I've been punked or I'm being, That's, thank uh, you. yes. Well, or gaslit because I know what I saw. Yep. And then you're trying to show me a different, uh, a alternate reality. And it's like, come on. It I doesn't mean, make sense. That. I'm sorry. What you can do that when you're aging soap characters, but you cannot bring in a storyline that that is diametrically opposed to where everything else was heading. And and I get that you have stuff come out of left field, but this wasn't out of left field. This was out of a field in another country. Okay, so here's the other thing that didn't make sense because. She couldn't leave the house. Remember, she only snuck out like one or two times, right? Exactly. Because Deacon was like, you don't want nobody to see you. How are you sitting and wandering to the beach as Sheila Carter without being spotted by anybody? And then Bill, who was the same dude that turned you into the police the first time, flew mm -hmm. out. Uh, Took care of Ben. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then he's just going to be like, I'm going to have a conversation saved because Lee. I'm lonely. He saved Lee. Right, but now all of a sudden because he is so lonely, come on. Yeah, it's absolute ridiculousness. And the whole thing with Bill and uh, Katie and Carter, that was like the third week of December, right? Mm-hmm. And then he had this whole argument and then he was just the week of Christmas or New Year's pissed off because he was setting a member. Liam came over to the house mm -hmm. and he was like, Katie is coming home for good. And he was doing all this stuff around the house. Katie came over there. She told him no. And then Carter picked her up and then she left. That was a week and a half ago. Right. 
And now you're saying you've been dealing with Sheila for the last several weeks because you've been lonely? Come on. Get real. I know. Writers, stop. As they say, stop the cap. Have it like someone needs to wake up from a dream like they did in Dallas with JR. I mean, somebody needs to wake up from a dream because this is just stupid. It's stupid. And I don't see, I've seen very few comments online going, oh, this is great. Because it doesn't make sense. It makes zero sense. I mean, granted, it's a TV show, it's a a soap opera, it's fictional, but a lot of times storylines gravitate into a next one because it makes sense. Exactly. This doesn't. Yeah. And I mean, they just dropped the ball on the whole thing with Thomas. If they really wanted to do something crazy with Bill, leave Sheila out of it and say, which is what everybody was speculating, Mm -hmm. that Thomas was going to take his money and his shares and go over the bills. They just dropped the ball on that one. Yep. And that would have been, you know, a Thomas and Bill coming together would have made more sense. Oh, my God. That would have been great. Just absolute ridiculousness. And look, I get that Kimberlyn Brown has a lot of fans out there. Mm-hmm. I get it. She's a good actress. There's no question. But this character, there's nowhere to go but to jail. There's no forgiveness. The And the fact that, that they're saying on the show, well, Steffi and Finn may not press charges. It's not up to Steffi or Finn to press charges at this point. She was a fugitive. The the police, the DA is the one that's going to decide what charges are pressed. Mm-hmm. So they think we're stupid. And I really wish there was some kind of an of a topical expert that they would have consulted with before going down this road, because Finn and Steffi have no say as to what the charges are. Yeah. I mean. Only way I can think they're really about to take this strictly fictional because in the real world, the DA call the shots. It doesn't matter if somebody press charges, the people versus whatever. Bingo. In this scenario, I think they just want to play it out for the drama of it all. But there could still be so much drama without insulting our intelligence and annoying yeah. us with things like this that are absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yep. Here's the other thing. They could have went a different direction by swaying Finn. If Sheila said, brought up the whole thing, how Steffi shot her for no reason in 2017. Yeah. If Sheila said, well, I don't know if you realize this, Finn, but she shot me for no reason when I was helping her grandfather or whatever reason it was. I don't know. She was in Liam's suite, though. And she... um... I remember, I think Steffi wasn't sure if she was there to hurt them. And she was in defense mode. I actually uh, have that video. Her. Yeah, I actually have that video on my channel. The yeah, thing take a is, look at it and let me know. Because I'd like to. Oh, yeah, I actually did a uh, a commentary on it. I'll send you the video. Thank but you, um, Oh, no problem. But what it was is that um, Steph, uh, or Eric, Eric was consistently telling her, meaning Steffi, nothing's going on. She's here to help me. And she was telling her the same thing. Of course, Steffi being persistent, didn't want to listen. 
Eric told her to leave. Uh, you need to go talk to your father. That's because Quinn and Ridge had gotten involved. Yeah. And so he was so pissed off that his son betrayed him. His wife did whatever. Again. And so he took a, a hiatus away in this whole, this rundown hotel. <laughs> Sheila happened to be living there, staying there, and they crossed paths. And he allowed Sheila to be his help. That's right. And what happened is Steffi, as usual, persistent, jumping up. And she always, and I said the same thing with Lee in my, in my recap. You always calling this woman dangerous, but you got no problem jumping in her face. Right. If she's so dangerous, wait a minute, hold on. Somebody quoted something that I took a picture of yesterday and it made so much sense. What was that statement? Oh. I don't want to select anything. It says the more common response to fear is avoidance. Yeah. Not so if you're really a what'd you say? Not confrontation. Not confrontation. The, uh, the hey, you can't say it. The more common response for fear is you're really afraid of this woman and you and you think she's dangerous. Why are you not avoiding her? Exactly. But no, Steffi jumps up in her face. I mean, it's twice Finn had to pull this girl to get away from Sheila. When they were at Il Giardino, she tried to chase after her. Yep. And then Finn was like, hey, remember the last time you did that? Right. Didn't go over so well. Exactly. It put a bullet in your husband's gut. And then the other thing is, is that she, when, when they got ready to leave her house, Bill and, and um, Sheila... She wanted to run after her again, and Finn had to pull her back. It's like, yeah. are you stupid? Or are you stupid? Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, going back to the whole uh, thing, I mean, if she could really shake and Finn up and say, hey, I don't know if you know this, but your wife shot me for no reason after me helping her grandfather. No, it's, it's just so many things that they could have used instead of putting Taylor in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to tell. If, if if she goes to jail, then guess what? Your mom is going to jail for shooting me in the back. Yeah, that whole, it's just, ugh, girl. Mm -mm. You got quiet on me, Trish. What's up? You know, I just... um. I I just wish that we could sit in a room with the writers and go over a few things with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know that will never happen for me, but I'm I would love get that opportunity again because I had an opportunity to do uh, where they took questions from people with, with mm -hmm. regards to I'm I'm hoping for that. Excellent. Well, I think for you, you could possibly really have that opportunity because of what you've been doing for so long here and doing mm -hmm. it so well. So I look forward to hearing more about how that path progresses. But I just think that, you know, a lot of us have years invested in these shows and we want great, compelling storylines, but we don't want to be made to look like fools for watching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I just think, um, you know, this is a different time in the world and 
women, while we still want the beauty and the romance and the, um, you know, the, the shoots that are on location and the beautiful scenarios, we want more from scenes. Now we want reality in the relationships. We want women to have powerful friendships that can be displayed that we can see, um, you know, and I don't think that some of these storylines don't take any of that into consideration. And that's just my two cents about the haywireness of what we're seeing. I just don't like the fact that it don't make sense. It's just, you can't sell us for the last three, four months, Bill chasing Katie and Brooke Mm -hmm. and Sheila sleeping with Deacon only to say, Hey, Bill and Sheila has been doing the do. It just doesn't make sense. Right. And I should add too that I didn't mean to say or in uh, imply that only women watch uh, soap operas because obviously men do too. I was only speaking from my point of view as a woman as to what, you know, I think we look for in TV today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I know quite a few men as well. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, one of them we actually had when you and, uh, of course, I think Keisha might have been out and you were off. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So, anywho. Then we got Bill kind of faking the, faking the funk with Katie because Katie sees him as a hero, whereas Katie, of course, don't know the full story. I mean, so in his eyes, could you kind of see a little bit of reality smacking him? While that that scene was happening, like, yeah, what am I doing with this Sheila stuff? You know, I don't know. I mean, I just as Don Diamond as an actor is mm-hmm. he has. I mean, I think he does a really great job in his character. This is so out of character that I think maybe even he as a person is like, what in the world is Bill doing? Like, this is insane. Not well, that I can speak thing. to him or that I know him. I don't. When he was Brad he had a softer approach. Yeah. When they switched him over to Bold, he was this billionaire mogul. Well, yeah, he was a gardener and a pool guy at, at the Abbots to start with there. So he was very humble. He was, right. So obviously it shows that he can play polarizing roles. Yep. But um, one thing I will say that kind of twin Katie is that sword necklace. Why the French toast do they want him to take that necklace off? And now, it's I, a necklace. I mean, give me a break. And and you need to take that necklace off. You don't need that. And it's like, that's why he's doing what he's doing. You got to yeah. let that. I mean, it's crazy as it is. And, you know, I, Bill have done some, some crazy things. You yep. know what I'm saying? But he's the villain on the show. Just yes. like Victor Newman is. Right. Nikki doesn't try to change Victor after all these years. Not anymore. She let Victor be Victor. I don't care how many times she slept with other men. Yep. She broke up with them. She sided with Jack. At the end of the day, she realized that you cannot change Victor Newman. Nope. And for Katie and Brooke to want him to be this soft guy, it just is not reality. That ain't who Bill is. He came to the show as being the villain. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. You know, so just take that sword necklace off. You don't need that. What do you need protection from? I'm like, girl, listen, you're with Carter. Go be with And I understand, you know, I I don't agree with the Sheila thing with Bill and all of that. But it's like, 
Why are you telling people what to do? You don't have, only thing you have with this man is the co-parenting of your son. Right. And that's exactly what he he's talking about. Stop trying to change me. I want you to like me for me. Yes. Uh, and if you don't like Bill, then don't be bothered with him. Bill is, Bill is crazy. Yeah, a little bit. But if you sign up for crazy, you got to know what you're dealing with. Bingo. Sheila knows what she's dealing with, I think. Well, I think she knows what she's dealing with because she knows that she's dealing with crazy. But I don't think Bill knows what he's dealing with because he thinks he's <laughs> dealing with crazy when he's dealing with insane. And there's a difference. Let me ask you a question. Okay. And you, I, I know you go way back for Sheila. When is, uh, yes, Sheila. I was going to say Diane, but Sheila. When any time that she was Sheila Carter hurt somebody or did something to somebody, was it because she did it initially or was it a reaction to somebody else? Um, it's about half and half. Um, okay. The reason that people react to Sheila is because she did it. And so they don't trust her to not do it again. So they're never going to give her the benefit of the doubt because she always does it again. Now, whether she does it again because she's just doing it again, which to me, <clears throat> coming and showing up at someone's wedding, to me, knowing full well how the foresters feel about you, that was a frontal assault. That was an act of violence because she knew exactly how Steffi would feel. So to me, whenever you talk about Steffi reacting and going at her, Steffi's reacting and going at her because she feels like she doesn't have another choice because no one else has been able to get rid of her, not even her. So while, yes, Steffi should be afraid of her, she says she's afraid of her, she shouldn't go near her, she does that because it, it is she who's actually reacting because Sheila starts it all. Because Sheila showed up in the first place where she wasn't wanted. She wasn't invited. People there hated her. And to me, that was an attack on a sovereign state because she went to the Forrester house and she put herself in a place that she had no business meaning. She was or where she was not meant to be. She was trespassing and she knew full well she wasn't welcome and wasn't liked and was not wanted there and had destroyed their lives before. And so regardless of what's happening right now, the seeds of Sheila Carter sow toxic fruit from the very beginning. Well, here's the interesting thing, because the common denominator in these situations are the men bringing her in. Yeah, so what makes her so involved, special? Like, what is yeah, that? Because I, I mean, if you, if you go back, Eric brought her into this situation. The, the, the psychiatrist guy, she was with him. Yep. All the babies that she didn't have with these guys on the show. Yep. Now, if you want to fast forward, you know, Deacon and Mike Guthrie and now Bill and, you know, so as much yep. as they don't want her there, the men are bringing her back into the fold. I don't get it. Well, I, I had a conversation with a guy who watches the show. And I'm not speaking for all men, and he's not speaking for all men either. But I have heard that sometimes men like crazy because it's yeah, crazy. It's crazy, yeah. That's crazy, yeah. which from what we heard from Deacon, Deacon thinks it's off the chain. Yeah. 
You know, when you're dealing with that, when you're dealing with somebody like that, everything in their life is crazy. Extreme. Yeah. Extreme. So as much as the women want Sheila gone, the men keep bringing her. They do. And Eric has done that multiple times. Multiple You're correct. Times. He has. You know, so what they need to do is start having some, if they don't want this woman to keep coming around, y'all need to talk to the guys and be like, look, this woman's creating havoc, but y'all keep bringing back in, being friends with her, yep. sleeping with her, all of this whole kind of stuff. She ain't going nowhere as long as those men are going to be surrounding her. Exactly. You know, and so speaking of that, we have Mike Guthrie this week talking. I thought he was going to be pissed at her because he left her home. She left him holding the bag. I mean, then that's the other thing. It's like these people do this stuff for this woman. Is she hypnotizing them? That's like, I don't, who in their right mind would, I mean, obviously it's a soap, but right. I just, it's just the, the level of, are you kidding me? Like another one or again, we're doing this again. It's, it's yeah, just, cause I was I like, know. oh yeah. When they said, oh, she would come face to face with Mike Guthrie, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to be pissed. And then it was another, oh, I'm in love with you. I love exactly. you. Exactly. Got to be kidding me. Get out of here with that ridiculousness. You can't love someone who doesn't have a heart and can't love back. You could be obsessed with them, but there's something called love. And that's the that brings us to the whole conversation where Bill paid he paid the freaking deputy or whatever for privacy yep. to have a conversation with Sheila trying to figure out, is this real? And I'm like, you just said in your own statement, this is a woman who you can't hurt. So yeah. if she can't feel pain, do you actually think that she can feel love? Exactly. You answered your own question, Bill. This woman is using you. Right as a get-out-of-jail-free card because once she's out, she might stick around for the money, the sex, the big house because somewhere I read that he might even offer her a job at Spencer. But the problem is he's going to lose everything for this girl. Yep. His sons. All of them. Katie, Brooke, they're, they're, uh, she, he might lose Will because there's no way if Sheila Carter is in the house with him, that Katie is going to let Will spend time over there. Absolutely not. That's not going to, he's losing everything for this woman. <sighs> I, I don't get it. This man could have any woman he wants. You are a mobile billionaire. Exactly. Exactly. You and choose Carter. Sheila Carter. And those types of men from, from what I know, those types of men they may be hurt by a woman, but they'll never allow a woman to bring them down. They will always just go find another one. They're yeah, because the options, they have more options of women at that level. It's pretty, exactly. So, um, you know, yeah, it's, this is so ridiculous. The other thing is Lee. They had tried to Kim test Bill and Lee and they just dropped it. I didn't see anything there. And when he, quite frankly, when, when Bill kissed Sheila, it was like, 
Girl, that whole blood. I can't believe one thing about the bold and the beautiful. They showed us that freaking Monaco scene every single time. They showed us the scene in Aspen over and over again. The whole thing with the CPS thing over and over again. They like to take these scenes and replay them. And that whole blood kiss, they kept replaying it. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? This is daytime. This isn't the ID channel. No. This isn't Lifetime. No. This isn't primetime. This is daytime TV, and you got a freaking blood kiss. Somebody put uh, somebody put Bill's face in a. Uh, I, I know. I saw see the that. cape and the the sword necklace. <laughs> so he's gonna be a wizard. <laughs> I saw that girl. That was hilarious. But the thing is, is that I was. I mean, if I was watching Showtime, HBO. Lifetime, ID Channel, something like that, I would expect to see exactly. That. But on CBS Daytime at a, what tw- in, in my area, 1230 yep. midday? No. no. I was like, are you serious right now? I actually expect better writing from CBS soaps uh, than Lifetime and that kind of stuff. Girl, I I was shocked by that. I I just, I did not expect that blood kiss. And they kept playing it over and over. And that weird music in the background. I know. This is like, okay, what what station am I watching? I wonder what our flip the script is. (laughs) Oh, girl, we'll get there because we're almost done. (laughs) But uh, did you see how Sheila was coming on to Bill like this was a conjugal visit? What? Yeah, girl, back up. He was like, "What? Well, what else do you want?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and that is so indicative of playing someone, right? And she never answered his question. No, she did not answer his question because she kept he kept saying, "Is this real? How dare you ask me that? That is not answering the question. That is not answering. It's a yes or no question." Yeah, that she was deflecting the whole way through. Because she don't. She wants to get out of jail and stay out of jail and get her freedom. Right. My question is, remember, she has no heart or she has no, um. what's the word I want to use? Toe? Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> she has no um, empathy. No, she so can't. She can't. So I, I could see her lying to him. Oh, yeah. I don't know why she hesitating because normally a sociopath or a psychopath will lie to your face with a straight face. With no problem at all. Wouldn't even yeah. flinch. Yeah, tell you what you want to hear. Pretty much. So I'm wondering how that's going to play out. So um, what else we got? We talked about Mike. We talked about Bill and Steffi. Taylor was so happy. Yeah. Not knowing that uh, her freedom is on the line. Yeah. I hate that. And I hate the fact that they made her the shooter of Bill. Um, I still, I go back to that episode and that's just so, that was just so ridiculous too. It is. That girl, that's, it's absolutely crazy to me. Um, Bill arranged for the visit. Mike and, oh, Lee. Girl, why are you okay? It's one thing if you want to see the girl in prison, but this whole back and forth between Lee and Sheila, what did you think about that? It's an obsession at this point. I think ever I think the I I 
I hate the obsession with Sheila. I just want Sheila to be gone. Like I wanted her to go over the cliff. You know this. Um, I'm just, the storylines played out. Um, I, I don't care for it. There's nothing positive or fun. I get that she's supposed to be a villain, but it's run its course how many times now? I'm just over it. You know what, though? Unfortunately, because they haven't did a good job with um, bringing in more characters and things, she's the only thing that's carrying the show right now. Once they lost the Thomas storyline, they don't have anything else. You can't, you can only have Taylor and Brooke fight over Ridge so much. But it didn't have to be this way. There could have been so many other things that they could have done storylines on mm -hmm. that they didn't have to bring a character back that's thrice dead and come alive again or in jail and well, out again. Thrice? Did you say thrice? I did. I didn't, when, it's been more than that, haven't it? Have they killed her off more than three times? I thought Once so. Once on YNR and twice on B&B. Wait. Well, I will have to look that up. I don't know. We got to check into that. You're right. Let's look that up because I she's know died she multiple times. She's died multiple times, was supposed to be dead. And here we are. Yep. And I'm just, I just, again, these writers are supposed to be creative and um, still keep sort of real life so that we can relate to it. Mm -hmm. Um because this is not supernatural daytime TV. This is daytime TV. Um, help us escape from reality, you know, right. our real life, you know, take us on adventures. This has done none of that. Nope. Nope. So it's been a disappointment for me. Um, I still will watch the show every day. I love the show, but it's just, it's just you just want more, you know, you want better. Yeah, girl. That's all. I mean, this is pretty much this whole week was focused around Bill and Sheila. Mm -hmm. So I guess we can be done with that. Let's go ahead and get to the end of the show. All right. Let's do our uh, flip the script and who's taking a seat. So for you guys who are new, um, our flip the script, if, if there's a particular scene or storyline that you wish you could change, this is where we flip the script. And then also, if there is a, for taking seats, somebody that you just wish to just sit down and just shut up this week. That's where we, who's taking seats. <laughs> All right, what you got for uh, Young and the Restless, Trish? Okay, so for the Y&R for my Flip the Script is, I it's just, I think it's going to have to be, you know, this whole Diane getting away with everything. I, I guess, um, I guess maybe the flip for me would be that Jack isn't as stupid as they're making him out to be. And maybe he's part of testing her for something and it blows hmm, up her face. Interesting. interesting. Um, but I don't know. This whole thing has just gotten to a point of, of ridiculousness. So I would definitely have flipped that in some way, shape or form. Um, 
I have laughed in the past and said that, you know, I want Jack to be alone, but the only reason I want Jack to be alone is because the writers have made him look so stupid. <laughs> if, if they flipped the script and made him look like he was the one, you know, doing all the puppet mastering to, to, you know, flush out the bad people, whoever they are, um, that might be a better storyline for his character. And then I take a seat is, I mean, Billy and just Victor. I mean, Billy needs to take a seat because he's just in everybody else's business and he has been, and he needs to mind his and Victor, because why are you constantly going at your kids and trying to control everything and going and telling them, how they're supposed to live their life. Isn't that old by now? Like you have you would heard? think. Yep. So you that's fine for YNR. And then for B and B, of course, my flip the script is this ridiculousness with Bill and Sheila's storyline. I would flip it into nothing because it would not exist. Um, I would have done some different kind of storyline where Bill and Thomas actually, you know, got together and and Thomas used his five percent, Bill used all his money. And they went head to head with Forrester. And yeah, that, that would have been, been good. So much fun. It would have been back into the fashion world. There would have been a fashion show, possibly a remote shoot, you know, all the good stuff. Right. Um, with still the intrigue and the competition and that kind of thing, but just not the not this ludicrousness. And then the take a seat is just Sheila, um, take a seat, Bill take a seat, the writing team take a seat. Um, who else? I mean, I, if I was everybody in the cast, I'd be taking a seat for myself of exasperation from the storyline. Exactly. That's all I I <laughs> What about you? Okay. So for the young and the restless, if I had to flip that script, I would have had Sally sit down with both Adam and Nicholas and say, look, this is what's yes. going on. I'm pregnant. Yes. I just found out. I slept with both of you in the past three weeks. I don't know who the father is. We need to take some DNA tests and then set some ground rules to say, nobody fuss over me. You know, um, we need to figure out who the dad is so we can all move forward for this child. Now, who I will have to take a seat is also Sally because she's not doing that. Yeah, You slept with Nick to try to come up with a way to, to put a baby on him not knowing who the father is, I have a problem with that. Yep. So not only is she in my flip the script, but she's also my take a seat too. Um, if I had to throw somebody else into a seat, Jack. Absolutely. You lost me when that you let Diane, you know, talk you into doing grand larceny. I'm not a Nikki Newman fan of that whole trifecta or whatever, but that's wrong what you're about to do to Nikki, just to prove something to a person that's on parole who has a half a million dollars of your money. Right. You're stupid. Yes. All right. On the bold and the beautiful side, if I had to flip the script. Now, you did a huge, you did an actual script flip. I did. When you said, let's change the whole thing. Um, Within this current storyline... I would have had Bill flip the script on Sheila. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love you. Smooch, smooch, blood kiss, blah, blah, blah. And then he walk away. And, say, yep. and, and she's like, 
well, wait a minute. You were going to get me out of jail. Oh, psych. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> and she's stuck there uh-huh. crying. That would have been my flip the script. Leave her yeah. there. And then just, uh, she's done. She's done. Um, but on the take a seat, uh, that, uh, you know, I, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't like the writing. There's so many ways they could have went with that, like you said. But I got to put both Bill and Sheila in the seat because that whole thing is just ridiculous. That relationship, yeah. the meeting on the beach, the blood kiss, the paying the jail, the 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 um the deputy officer, you can have privacy with her right. to prove to you that she this what they have is real. The the relationship you have with Sheila is as real as the relationship she had with Deacon. Exactly. How about that? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So yeah, both of them gotta take a seat. Bye bye, Bill. Bye bye, Sheila. Y'all go sit down somewhere and think about what y'all doing. And that's what I have. Well, I'm looking forward to next week, even though I was not happy with some of the storylines. I still love my shows. So, well, I will say next week should be good on the Young and the Restless, um, especially Monday. Oh my God. I, I'm thinking it's setting the precedence for everything after that. Oh, I'm excited to see. Because what being that Tucker's world is blowing up. Yeah. And them, him teaming up with Phyllis, that's going to be fire. Now, that will now see, those are fireworks that I can sit and watch and be happy to watch. Right. And then on the bold and beautiful side, I would say I'm interested to see how this court case is going to go down next week. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see, girl. But, yeah, hopefully uh, Keisha should be back with us next week. I think she maybe worked weekends, maybe once or twice a month. So. Oh, sure, sure. Okay, well, yeah, great. But I'm she's glad doing, she's feeling better. Yeah, she's doing a lot better. I'm happy about that. She was struggling when we tried to do the recap of 2022. The, the stream was struggling. She was struggling, but we, uh, we, we did what we could do. I'm sorry I couldn't participate that day. Oh, no problem. I know you had other stuff going on with your friends, so that's cool. Excellent. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. And, uh, you know, stay tuned. Well, we'll be back for the week of the 9th through the 13th. And we'll talk to you then. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.